Welcome to your weekly episode of Reset 42. The next minutes of this episode are like precious jewels we're sharing with you as we let you sit in on interviews with incredible guests who've been forced or chosen to reset the meaning of life. It all begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. When you first woke up in the middle of the night with the idea of a lifetime, you had enough passion to keep the fires going for weeks and weeks and weeks. But now we're a few months in and the enthusiasm is starting to wane, isn't it? How do we put fuel back in the tank? Now here's your host, a man who says in his spare time he plays underwater hockey and makes paper mache jewellery, here's Andrew Pitchford. Hey, wake up. Yes, you, the one that's on autopilot. Do you feel like you were once going super fast, 100 miles an hour, you couldn't slow down, but now you're going like you feel, well, you actually feel like you're going nowhere fast. Good news, this is the episode of Reset 42 for you. It's called Stalled Momentum. So who is this episode actually for? Well, you may remember in the early episodes, we started talking about six personas that I was writing about for a book called Reset 42, which is going to be written. And this podcast is investigating a whole lot of reasons that we may need to reset life. Well, we haven't gone deep into the personas in the last couple of episodes, but they're going to come back. However, today, we're going to be talking about Gillian, a 46-year-old mum of four who feels like life has stalled. She is an incredible powerhouse of motherhood, but of late, she's questioned a few forgotten dreams, and she's also struggling to get enough energy for day-to-day life. Now, I know there are some people in our circles who don't currently have, or may not have, a dream that's unfulfilled or a project on hold because of a lack of energy. In all truth, those people aren't probably listening to a podcast like this, and that's okay. But if you have been drawn to this podcast episode, or a friend saw something in you that they felt you would benefit from listening to this, then this is your baby. It's your time to evaluate if you need that reset when you've got a case of stalled momentum. So let's start off having a look at Gillian's life. Now, when we looked at these personas, there were four areas that we kind of segmented each of these people into. Keep in mind, these are imaginary characters that just give us a sense of a real person dealing with a reset moment. So first of all, we looked at the personal side of their life. Then we looked at the work life. Now, that can be stay at home, as it will be in Gillian's case. Then we looked at their passions and their joys, the things that they really kind of get buzzed over. And then finally, we looked at their dreams, the things that they wanted to achieve, whether it was from an earlier early age or some kind of inspiration that came into their life. Now, I really like the life of Gillian. She is somebody who kind of personifies motherhood. And let's have a look at some of the things that are part of her characteristics, starting with her personal makeup. She's been married for 25 years. Four children later, she's got Brendan, who's 24. He's married. Marie's 22. Lance is 17 and Sharon's 15. Now she's a person of faith, she likes to go to church, and she also enjoys craft, and she enjoys running. Now if you look at what she's been doing in terms of her work career, she's a stay-at-home mum, she's been a part-time carer at different times, depending on what she can fit in around family life, and she studied writing, that was something that was just under um, under the surface, and obviously a passion that had been there maybe from school. And if we look at her passions and her joys, She just loves being a mum. Motherhood is something that inspires her. 
She was probably looking to her own mother and, and wanted to be able to do the same. She has enjoyed looking after her children, raising them, nurturing them, caring for them. Now, alongside that, she had this creative bent. She enjoyed creating art and craft that makes the house a warm and cosy place to be. And I guess she takes a great deal of pride in terms of what the home looks like and what it's like welcoming others into it, but also just probably for everybody else who lives there, the family. In terms of her dreams, Gillian did have some dreams. When she was a little girl, she really dreamed of being a dancer. Now, you can imagine whether it's going to be hip-hop or jazz ballet, just the idea of the grace and the enjoyment of doing dance. And she thought about actually having a dance school. Now, her dreams about having a dance school were kind of put on hold with the busyness of motherhood. But in amongst it all, she also had an idea to combine her dream with her family's passions and thought about maybe starting her daughter's dancing and also maybe a dance school that her daughters could attend. But somewhere along the line, she also lost sight of her her why. Now, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because when you consider being a mum, you've got all of this output, all of this giving, and that can be an incredible why, investing in the lives of children who become teenagers, who become adults. But somewhere along the line, maybe there's a personal component that there's a lot of self-sacrifice, and we haven't actually given to our own dreams. And let's have a think about how that would apply for Gillian. Now, why do I actually ask that question? Well, think of it this way, and this seems to be a little bit of a uh, a mishmash of our opinions. When you think of a guy who has a work career, and if he gives too much time to his work career, there's often a sense that he's becoming a workaholic, that he is maybe not giving enough time for himself. He needs to take time out and not be committed to the business too much. So he's got to get a balanced life, and that's considered a good thing. And then we come back to mums, and mums are incredibly giving 24 hours a day. Yeah, they squeeze in a few hours sleep now and then. But when a mum considers giving time out to herself, it's almost considered selfish. Well, I'd like to write that. I'd like to find a way in which we actually explore that a mum can do all the incredible things they do in supporting and nurturing their children, and also have a personal dream that they're able to follow. So when I look at Gillian's situation, I can imagine that she is just feeling worn out. And what I'd really love to see is, how does she get her energy back? Now, the principles that we can look at, some ideas for getting our energy, our mojo, our momentum back, can apply to all of us. But we're going to look through Gillian's eyes for a moment. Better than popcorn, this is real, it's life, and it's possibly just what you needed. Make sure you click subscribe wherever you're listening to get our next episode of Reset 42. Now back to the Reset with our guest. Now one of the fundamental things that is missing for Gillian and for all of us that are in a state of stored momentum is one simple word, energy. How do we actually get that energy back that allows us to start moving forward again? Now many of us may have done physics or some form of maths at school And we've heard things like the formula for force, the formula for energy, which was E equals MC squared. That's the famous Albert Einstein theory of relativity. But what does E equal MC squared mean? Well, if I read it to you from the dictionary, Britannica would tell us that it's the equation from German-born physicist Albert Einstein's theory of special relativity. And he said that the physical entity can be changed into each other in the equation 
the increased relativistic mass of a body times the speed of light squared, c squared, is equal to the kinetic energy E of that body. That probably means nothing to us. And when you think of the formula for force, which was one that I remember from physics, F equals M times A. Force equals mass times acceleration. Now, all it's talking about is that to get something moving, you need some inputs. You need to be able to draw some energy from somewhere. And so one of the things I thought we'd actually have a look at is, how do we generate energy? And what is energy in the first place? Well, I think it's interesting that when we think of energy, it can be just that ability to give us that get up and go. Now, obviously, there are a whole lot of different things that contribute to it, but let's have a think about some of the things that you and I know of. First of all, energy. Is it just physical fitness? Good cardio? Yes, having a physical sense of well-being is definitely important. But another part of energy is your mental well-being. It's having the space in your head to be able to deal with life. And I think in terms of getting energy back, that's one important word that I really want to leave with you today. It's the word space. So if we could give ourselves some space, it allows us to be able to draw on a whole lot of things where we're not dealing with clutter, but we're able to look at our body, our mind, we're able to look at our plans, we're able to look at the big picture, because we've got that scope. And everything isn't closed in and and cluttered and difficult to see. You know the old saying, you can't see the forest for the trees. So let's have a look at the things that we do need. We definitely need to have a good, healthy food and diet. Funnily enough, fast food actually becomes clutter of the diet. Clutter of your stomach is is just a mess. And I think we know why and how we feel after too much sugar and too much Christmas dinner. Well, if you reel that back to any situation, getting a good structured diet is probably a good part of the equation. And then we come back to actually how do we let our body take care of itself. And I think it falls into two key areas. The first one is exercise. And this is an area that I struggle in myself as as I'm doing this whole Reset 42. I am looking in the proverbial mirror at me and saying, Andrew, boy, have you got to create some space in these areas. So exercise is definitely up there. And then I think coming back another step in terms of our physical well-being, and I think this contributes as well to our mental headspace, is rest. You know, it's said that the body does most of its rejuvenating, its rebuilding, its healing when it's resting. That's the reason we all need a good night's sleep. But when was the last time that you intentionally said, I'm going to look after my mind and my body by having the right food, the right exercise, and the right rest? Now, when you consider all of these things, it comes back to those equations of energy when it's all about getting good input. And some of these things we naturally absorb from around us. Now, naturally absorbing a donut, it could um, become natural to some people, but sometimes we've got to get really structured in terms of getting good stuff in. You remember what they say, garbage in, garbage out? Imagine all the different areas of your life that that actually applies to. Now, when we're teaching our kids about what to watch on TV and being concerned about things, we try to explain to them that garbage in, garbage out, if you are sucking all that into the vortex of your mind, later on it's going to come out in the wrong situation. And then the other advice that we often give children as they're growing up and probably should take more notice of as adults 
is garbage in, garbage out, as far as friends and associations. Now, why do I say that? Often, when we are at our lowest, that's when we tend to lean on others. And depending on who's around you at that time, you're going to be leaning on either good advice, supportive advice, or the opposite. You're going to be in a situation where you're leaning on people that are directing you in an unsafe way, in an unsafe location. Now, also a good thing about that garbage in, garbage out as far as the advice that we get is that we all need a little inspiration. You've got a project that may have lost momentum, not because of physical energy. Maybe you are incredibly fit. Maybe you're looking after yourself with beautiful diets. You've got the trim body. Mentally, you're in a good space. But your stored momentum is because you don't have any further inspiration. And so again, it's about putting yourself in a space where you're able to absorb from good people. And that could be in the way of friends. It could be in terms of content that you're reading, watching, listening to. All of those things contribute to you absorbing positive energy so that you can actually instigate it when you actually are getting your project up and running. So where do we draw this energy from? And we've talked about creating the space because otherwise we're in this cluttered environment where we probably have too many things to choose from. So clearing things away actually gives us the ability to make some wise choices. Now, one of the things that I think is one of the greatest um, life lessons that I learned was when somebody told me about the woodsman who needed to sharpen his axe. Now, imagine this for a moment. You've got a forest full of trees and you are the woodsman. This is no fairy tale. Every day you grab your best axe, you swing it around like Thor with a hammer, and you're heading into the woods because your job is simply to cut down as many trees as possible. Now, just imagine for a moment that you've been chopping down 10 trees later. You are probably absolutely wiped out. There's sweat off the brow. You're feeling your knees getting weak, and you need to take a a rest. So you sit down on one of the stumps from one of the trees that you've just knocked down, and you munch away on your, your cheese and marmite sandwiches. And that keeps you going. And then in the afternoon, you do another 10 trees. And then it's a case of having a kip, having a rest before you go deeper into the forest and keep knocking down trees. Now, for a moment, consider that you've got this axe that was absolutely sharp when you started. And every time you were taking a swing at the tree, it seemed that wood chips were flying everywhere. It was absolutely brilliant. But the deeper that you went into the forest, it just felt like you weren't getting the same impact. Wood chips weren't flying as fast, and it seemed like what used to take you 100 swings at a tree took you 150, and then 170, and then 200. So suddenly you wake up to yourself and you think, I've got to go back to the wood, the woodhouse, or whatever whatever woodsmen call their little hut, and you're going to have to sharpen your axe. So you trudge all the way out of the forest, and that takes you a day's worth of travel. And when you get there, then you actually start on sharpening the axe, and then you go back into the forest from where you left off, pick up the axe, start swinging, and you're back in action. Now, the interesting thing that we find with that picture is that if the, the, uh, the woodsman goes too deep into the forest without actually sharpening his axe, he's going to find that he takes more energy and does less work. But if he regularly goes back and sharpens the axe, he actually is refreshed by the walk, he comes back with a sharper axe, 
He has more impact, does more with the trees, feels more satisfaction of the work done. So taking time out is such an essential part of life. And right now, as we're looking at where are you going to pull all this energy from, that's probably the biggest question for you to ask yourself. Where am I going to give myself the space to sharpen my axe? So it's probably the one of the key aspects of time. It's also probably going to be a place. You know, you can't get a sense of time and space or, or just relaxation or clarity when you're caught up in a really noisy environment. So somewhere you've got to start imagining, I'm going to take time out here, I'm going to take time out there, and I'm going to take time out today. When you walked into this episode, you may not have realised you had let life stall. Now, let's keep moving. Tick all those keyboard keys and come on over to us at www.andrewpitchford.com forward slash reset42. So as we wind up this episode of Reset 42 on stored momentum, I thought we'd cover some of the ways in which we can actually move forward to get that energy back into our life. And part of it is actually, as we've said, giving ourselves the space to absorb. So we're going to have a look at a few ideas, but I want to give you a picture of why space is so important. Just as we've been recording this episode of Reset 42, the Rugby World Cup has been happening in Japan. And you probably picked up that this Kiwi, who was born in England, who was raised in New Zealand, who's become an Australian citizen, can be a confused individual at times. But bottom line, I support the All Blacks. And if you don't know who the All Blacks are, funnily enough, you may be missing out on one of the most successful sports teams in history. Look them up on Wikipedia, you'll find out more. But here's the interesting thing. The All Blacks were expected to win the Rugby World Cup. Out of 20 teams and four pools, everybody expected that this dynamic team from little old New Zealand would do well. And then they didn't win the World Cup. They came up against a team called England who were absolutely fired up. New tactics, a self-belief, an ability to fight in the forwards, which is the, you know, the big, heavy, um, powerful members of the team. And they did well. They beat the All Blacks. However, what happened next was interesting because this England team who had beaten the world champions of the All Blacks had to go on and play the next team to get to the final. And the team that they had to play in the final, sorry, was South Africa. Now, South Africa had had a pretty good year, but they were never expected to be the champions of the world. Okay, all my South African friends right now are getting on Facebook to give me a lot of rebuttal on this one. But I think it was a fair expectation. And when England beat the All Blacks, there was a sense that they can beat anybody. And South Africa was next for the World Cup. But when it came to actually fighting in that final, England had run out of puff. They had fought the All Blacks a week earlier. I think it was five or six days later. They're now having to play against the South Africans. And both teams are going for the World Cup. Everybody knows it's on the line. But the English had an empty tank. And South Africa were able to capitalise on that and become the champions of the world. Not only winning the Rugby World Cup, the Webb Ellis Trophy, but on top of that, they were also announced as the best player of the year, the best coach of the year, the best team of the year. And I think what we can learn from that is that when you're approaching something big, you need the energy, you need the space. And if you need recovery time between special events, between times when you've given your all, you need to allow yourself to rest in order to do that. You need to create space. And what does space give you? Well, go back to what we were talking about earlier. One of the best 
examples of space is simply getting eight hours sleep. Call it seven, call it six, but allowing your body to be able to rest allows you to heal, to rejuvenate, let your mind work through things of the day. And so important part of space is just that idea of rest. But also there's the idea that sometimes you need to give yourself time between events. So being able to calendarize space for yourself, that may be a segment that you give yourself once a month just for chill time. It may be making sure that your calendar isn't too full. That's equally important. And one of the things that I used to like to do when I was in a senior management role is that I would plan two times a year where I would actually get out of the office on my own to plan the next six months or 12 months. And I can't tell you what that did for actually just getting clarity of mind. I don't know if you've ever had this exercise, whether it's in your office or in your home, where you look at all the furniture and everything and think, I'm going to reorganize. I'm going to redo this lounge. And it's not because it wasn't working, but just the idea of reorganizing your lounge or your bedroom or your office actually gives you a sense of getting things back in control. And also you've adapted and created the space for how you use that room today. So as you start looking at the next, let's say three months, six months or 12 months of your life, how about we start looking at this idea of space in our life from three different perspectives and really knuckle down right here and now to be able to create the environment that your energy is going to be able to flow back into. So the first thing that we want to do is to create the space in our living environment, whatever that may mean. So think about this. Where do I work? Where do I live? And what can I do to declutter those two environments? Take time this week to be able to have a look at your home environment and your work environment. And that may be a separate place from where you actually work as a job, but where you're working on this personal project. And ask yourself what you can do to declutter the space to allow you more opportunity for energy to come into that space. That's one thing. Secondly, have a look at the things that you can do for your body. That may be rest, it may be exercise, it may be food and diet. Have a look at it, not from the perspective of being rigid and conforming to one regime or another, but what can you do to create space so that you have exercise, that you have the food and diet that you need, and you have the rest. And then finally, you're wanting your head and heart to be able to get that momentum back. And that's only going to come when you're actually putting things aside another, in order that you can get that inspiration flow back as well. Now that means that there's going to be some things that you need to say, I'm not doing that in order that I can do this at the right time. And that's the fundamental. Sometimes there will be a time to rest and sometimes there is an opportunity to absorb more content, be involved with other people. And it's a case of getting the timing right. But before you can make that decision, you need to create the space to be able to allow it to happen. So as we wind up this episode of Reset 42, I want to look ahead to what's happening next week when we're looking at the final persona of stupid is as stupid does. Now, through all of this, we've been looking about um, ideas where life has come upon us. And it's created a situation where we've just lost direction or lost momentum. But now we're looking at a situation where we're probably the root cause. We've made a fundamental stupid decision. It may be because we didn't have all the information. It may be because we had simply made a selfish choice. Or it may be because we're getting really bad advice. Whatever the reason being, sometimes we've got to accept consequences, reevaluate, learn from it, so that we don't make 
stupid, um, stupid decisions become the regular dress rehearsal. Looking forward to catching up with you next week on Reset 42 for Stupid Is As Stupid Does. I love the idea that we can reset life without losing all that we've gained. Think you'll come back for more? Make sure you subscribe to Reset 42 on your fave podcast platform. Leave a loving review my mother would smile at you for. Our show notes aren't hidden down the back of the couch. You can find them at www.andrewpitchford.com forward slash Reset 42.